You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel, joined here with Father Brian Christensen. We are downtown drinking Lots of coffee, trying to stay warm on this very cold morning. You know, when I used to broadcast on Real Presence Radio Live, we used to be atop the cathedral Mm. with a beautiful view of the Black Hills. (laughs) And here we are in this interior room with no windows! There's one really big window behind you. I can see. I know, but it's a window to the hall, and I can look into the finance office of the Diocese of Rapid City. This is not exciting. This is not exciting. This morning we are joined our final guest, Shauna Hansen. Welcome, Shauna. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, Shauna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, my husband and I have been married for 35 years and been in the Diocese of Rapid City since 1990. Uh, moved a couple times, so we've had um, been parishioners at several different parishes. I worked for the diocese at the Chancery Office from 2015 to 2020, and uh, then was uh, last December, like December of 21, got a phone call from our Chancellor, Sister Christine, and asked me if I might want to take on a new project for the diocese. So that's what brings me here this morning. And you said yes right away? I said, a project? (laughs) Well, I said, what is it? And she said, I don't really know yet. And I said, hmm, okay. Tell me more. (laughs) Tell me more. So it was a, yeah, it was a a moment of trusting the Holy Spirit. I took it home. I prayed with it. I said, well, I came back about a week later and I said, sister, I could give you eight hours a week. Will that work? And she goes, hmm, we'll make it work. And I said, and so now, now what is it? Well, I don't really know yet. <laughs> we need some sound effects like in the background yeah, so yes. that like when you say something like something awesome, like my husband and I have been married for 35 years, like we That's get like, like applause. <laughs> Cheering in the background, something like that, something awesome. Yeah, I thanks, know. Thanks be to God. And right? if any of my children are listening, I'm sorry I didn't mention them. Yep. Yeah. Take that as an apology right now. They all, they know, they they love you. They love you. <laughs> they know right, I love them. So the, the job that you took, that uh, the unknown job that you took is what? So I am the diocesan point person for the National Eucharistic Revival. So uh, my responsibility is to take what the national office is doing with the USCCB and then discern with the help of the Holy Spirit how are we as the Diocese of Rapid City supposed to participate in um, this revival, bring it to our parishes, and um, yeah, just help to educate people, encourage people. What, uh, like, what, what, how's it be, how did it begin? How's it unfolded for you? Both who do you work with? Who do you talk to? How are you getting your information? Who are you communicating it to? Is that enough questions? That's a lot of questions. Well, so, yeah. So, I want to start like national and move down to local. Okay. All right. So, um, in 2021, the Bishops' Conference at their November meeting approved the National Eucharistic Revival. And um, Bishop Cousins, who is the director for the Office of Evangelization and Catechesis for the for the conference, um, is put in was put in charge of bringing this initiative to the to the nation. Um, our bishop, Bishop Peter, tells me that it is the strategic plan for the bishops' conference. It's really their primary focus. They're putting a tremendous amount of resources into it, and so um, Bishop Cousins. Uh, 
has some great lines that I've learned from him about the revival. So, so the first thing he likes to say often is, the revival is not a program, it is a movement. Um, and we are moving. That's what I like to tell people. <laughs> like things are happening. I really feel like uh, the Holy Spirit is at work and, and really inspiring the church to do something new. And that's another thing. You know, if you go to the national website, EucharisticRevival.org, um, you'll see that's one of their lines on the very front page. Um, so anyway, they they uh, have put some resource, a lot of resources towards um, developing a mission, a vision. Um, trying to gather a lot of different national organizations on board. Uh, I have not seen this kind of collaboration on a national level for anything for a very, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen it in the church, but, you know, uh, just all kinds of organizations like Formed.org and the Augustine Institute and Focus and um, and Radio, you know, EWTN and, you know, and all of the public Catholic publishers, they're all on board and they're all working with the Bishop's Conference to try to bring this revival um, to the nation and and uh, the, the goal really is to enkindle in the hearts of the people a greater love for Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, that first of all, we would encounter him, right? We would have a personal encounter with Jesus. Um, and then we would <clears throat> fall in love with him again or for the first time. Um, that our hearts would be set on fire with the Holy Spirit. And then we would bring that to others, you know? So there's this missionary sending piece of the revival that is a, a kind of the end goal, you know? And to... And, you know, uh, Bishop Cousins says that the church is hurting, the church needs healing, and the world needs Jesus. Mm. And mm. the revival is their, is their way to tackle that, right? To bring healing, uh, to bring unity, to, um, to really to return us to the roots of our faith, the historical root to the source and the summit um, of all that we do and all that we are, and then just to... Uh, then with energy, newfound energy, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, bring that to the world that just is desperately in need of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, no, that's really beautiful and uh, exciting, too. Exciting to see how things are unfolding in this first year. Um, could you talk about kind of the unfolding of the revival itself over time? This movement? Yeah, this movement. So this movement has several phases, and uh, uh, Corpus Christi, this past June, we launched the diocesan year of the revival, and our focus has been renewing the hearts um, and kindling the love of Jesus in pastors, in deacons, in parish leaders, um, and just uh, chancery staff, right? That's kind of been our focus. Uh, we're getting ready, getting, getting geared up now to move into the second phase, which is the parish year, which opens with the Feast of Corpus Christi this coming summer, where we're hoping to engage our parishes more fully in the revival. And uh, that year is being... is brings to its culmination next July, so July 2024, the first National Eucharistic Congress that the United States has had in 83 years. And uh, I'm super excited about that. It's going to be in Indianapolis, uh, July 17th through the 21st. Uh, They are planning for 80,000 participants. So this is going to be a big deal. Yeah. yeah no kind of styled like a World Youth Day or Seek Conference. If you kind of want to get that in your mind, that's what it's going to kind of look like. And then leading up to that, beginning in April, um, they are going to have uh, four 
uh, national pilgrimages where they're going to carry the Eucharist from the four corners of the, di of the United States, so to speak. So we're going to start in the north at Lake Itasca in Minnesota. That's the headwaters of the Mississippi. Head toward Indianapolis. We're going to start in the south at Brownsville, Texas. Bring the Eucharist to Indianapolis that way. San Francisco on the west coast and the tomb of Father Michael McGivney um, in Connecticut on the east coast. And so... Um, yeah, they're, they're going to process, so have major processions along the way, have um, minor processions along the way, probably drive through the desert. <laughs> they have this, yeah, I saw they have this great, they already have a vehicle. Like, I don't know how they, yeah, they don't know where they found it, but I saw a picture of it. Uh, so it's got an altar in it, right behind the driver's seat, and then and then, uh, and then a place for people to be kneeling, so hmm. that Jesus like can be. Like a big flatbed? No, of it's thing? like, a, like looks kind of like a van, like a okay. minivan with okay. it's got windows on the side, and yeah, yeah, people can be adoring the Lord, driving, I know, cool. <laughs> I know, it's, it's cool. So, Driving with Jesus. Yeah, driving with Jesus. So it's going to be exciting. I, I have great admiration for the willingness of the Conference of Catholic Bishops to put something like this together because I've I planned my share of events and yeah. and four national pilgrimages, thousands of miles. Like this is a logistical it could be a logistical nightmare <laughs> only with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's beautiful. I'm super excited. So. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So for our diocesan year that we're almost at the end of, we've been, you've been, you've been, and your committee has been trying to figure out, I say we because I've been involved in some of the planning on the communications level and then the Office of Pastoral Ministries, uh, but we're trying to figure out how do we, how do we get those leaders, our uh, pastors and deacons and parish leaders, how do we inspire and instill in them again that and kindle in them the fire of the love of Jesus and an encounter with the Eucharist. And, and we tried a couple things. And so we had a, a training. Maybe you can tell us more about it. I'm going to just start, keep talking, okay. unless you say something. Okay. Go, go ahead. You're doing a great <laughs> job. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, when you started talking, though, Jacques, I thought the very first thing that we have to do is mm. we have to remind all of our parish leaders, our priests, our deacons, our lay leaders, that we're not asking them to do anything. Like they was like, okay, fine. What do you want me to do? You know, and they're just ready to go. They want to do something. And I said, no, we're not doing anything. Like, I just want you to pour into your own spiritual life this year. Mm -hmm. um, I want you to enkindle your own heart. I want you to renew it. I want you to spend some time in formation, educational, you know, whatever. But, you know, we can't give what we don't have. And we can't just keep trying to pour out of an empty bucket, you know. So, so that's the beautiful thing about what we've been trying to do in the diocesan year. So we will, um, this in, in, a couple of minute, in a couple of weeks here, we'll have our third National Eucharistic Preacher in the diocese. But we had our first one in August last year. The, he preached to the deacons for their deacon retreat. Then we had another um, <clears throat> National Preacher for the priest retreat. Um, and we have done a couple of things for lay leaders, like you said, in November <clears throat> We had, we called it a training, but it really was a day of renewal, mm -hmm. uh, kind of at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. Um, we just focused on the Eucharist. We had the uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis' miracles display for them to walk through. We had time of adoration. We had a little formation, a great video by Father Mike Schmitz, The Hour That'll Change Your Life. And um, yeah, and we just came together as a community and, and just focused on the Lord. So... And now we're getting ready to do it again in, in, in yeah, this weekend. So. This weekend. So when we come back from the break, we'll uh, hear a little bit more about that. There's a, uh, an amazing thing happening at the cathedral 
a healing healing retreats with Bishop uh, Peter and Dr. Claire Tenike. And um, so you're going to have to stick with us and come back after the break to hear more about that. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jacques Daniel. I'm Father Brian Christensen. And we're here with Shauna Hansen. Point person. Point person for the Eucharistic Revival for the Diocese of Rapid City here at the Chancery offices, downtown Rapid City. Come join us after the break. You guys are awesome. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids, because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the, the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The Gospel records in Luke chapter 4 that at the beginning of his public ministry, Jesus preaches in his hometown of Nazareth and stuns, absolutely stuns, his relatives and neighbors by his authoritative preaching. The good people of Nazareth are so taken aback that they wind up trying to throw him off a cliff and stone him. Even Jesus' capacity to perform signs and wonders was limited by the suspicions and hostile expectations of Nazareth. Not much of reception from the people who should have known him best. Now think about this. If this happened to Jesus, how much more will it happen to us as we faithfully follow in his footsteps as disciples? Do not be discouraged by sarcasm, hostility, or even persecution by family and friends. The Lord will sustain you in your Christian life, even amid persecution. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio Live, broadcasting from the heart of downtown Diocese of Rapid City Chancery offices. We're stuck in a little tiny room. That's a podcast room. It's not the beautiful view of Cathedral, but we're here with beautiful people. I am Jacques Daniel. I'm here with Father Brian Christensen and Sean Hansen, the point person for the Diocese of Rapid City. We've been having a beautiful conversation about the Eucharistic Revival, and we have 15 more minutes to to hear a lot more stuff about what's happening in the Diocese of Rapid City. So welcome back. I'm glad you joined us again. This weekend, we, uh, this weekend we, there's a um, retreat training thing. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what. I know. I've been trying to figure this out myself. It's going to be hosted at the cathedral. Um, retreat training on, on, on healing prayer, intercessory prayer, 
Um, Mercy Knights. Can right. you kind of uh, address this? Uh, yeah. Well, first let's address like we, we don't know what to name it. We don't know what to name we it. We don't know what to name it because the, the focus of this diocesan year is both right personal renewal, um, but also we, we want to try to try to equip our parish leaders to bring this to the parish year. So it's a both and. So it is a retreat and it is a training. And so um, we had planned something, our committee, the revival committee had planned something for early February. Then we learned Father Christensen was also planning something very similar. So we just decided to combine efforts and do one event at the cathedral. Starts Friday night, um, goes Friday night and Saturday. Uh, and the focus is on the healing power that Christ has given to the church to bring healing to ourselves, bring healing to one another. Um, just what does that look like and how do we do it and how do we participate in God's healing power in the world today? So that's kind of our, I think, the gist of what we're trying to do. Um, it's going to be a beautiful time because I, I love that we have so much prayer time incorporated into it. So we're just kind of working into the natural flow of the parish life. Uh, so we're going to begin on Friday night with Stations of the Cross and and uh, Soup Supper. And then Bishop Peter will be speaking to us. We're so grateful that he's taking the time to orient us for the whole beginning of the retreat training. And he's going to talk about some of the theological, um, uh, uh, I don't know, theological background for healing um, uh, biblical understanding of healing and where do we get, you know, what we know. So he's just going to kind of give us the foundation and orient us. And then we have Dr. Claire Tenike coming. And Dr. Claire has so many years of wisdom and experience. Uh, she's a professional counselor. She has a doctorate degree. Uh, she actually did her doctoral dissertation on inner healing prayer at a secular university. So kudos to her. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. getting that done. Um, but anyway, she has, a, so she has many, many years of experience, both in healing prayer um, and just in counseling in general. Um, so the whole healing the whole person. You know, I think she's got gifts and talents and wisdom to share with us, and she shares them very generously. Um, and so, so I'm looking forward to all that Dr. Claire has to give to us. Uh, and then we're going to have a, uh, a presentation on Mercy Nights. And the reason for that is that Mercy Nights are one of the things that the National Eucharistic Revival Office has highlighted um, because Mercy Nights are a great way to, um, to bring Jesus' healing into a parish in kind of a formal way. Um, a typical Mercy Night has uh, all kinds of ways for a participant to encounter the love of Jesus. Um, uh, so <clears throat> typically, um, well, always adoration, right? So Jesus is exposed. We bring Jesus out. We invite people to sit with him, right, and receive his grace and his love in that way. Um, we work hard on a mercy night to create a very welcoming atmosphere. So we work hard to have great hospitality, uh, make people feel welcome, uh, prepare the spaces of our church so that it highlights the beauty. Um, his beauty is also one of the highlights of the revival, right? We encounter God in beauty. Uh, we have music, uh, music that can draw people into prayer. We have the opportunity for confession. Uh, we have an opportunity for people to just come close to Jesus, offer an intention on a piece of paper, light a candle for that intention, and then put that intention in a basket. All those intentions are gathered at the end of the evening, and then a mass is said for those intentions. And then lastly, we have the opportunity for healing prayer ministry, right? So a group of healing uh, of uh, prayer teams who, uh, three or four individuals who are willing to pray with people one-on-one, -on -one, 
So people come to them for uh, prayer. And so, um, yeah, all of those elements are typical to a mercy night. Um, we've had them at the at the cathedral for quite a few years, um, and a couple other parishes in our diocese who are also doing them, but for the most part, not happening in our diocese. And so we just wanted to provide the opportunity for people to learn what they are and how to do them and make it as easy as possible that they could draw on our experience locally as well as the experience of people nationally, because we stole this idea. We didn't make it up in the Diocese of Rapid City. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, we just wanted to, to provide them with an opportunity to learn about it so they can bring it home to their parishes. So and receive some healing on their, you know, as well. So that's the retreat aspect of it. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, that retreat training, <laughs> right? You're, like, I'm going to share what I experience, right? So mm -hmm. first and foremost is experiencing that healing power of Christ in the Eucharist, in our life of prayer, through those prayer teams, uh, through the sacrament of reconciliation, all these various ways that are... are um, Christ is reaching through his church to touch our lives and to bring healing. Um, you know, healing is being really restored to our the fullness of life in Christ, being restored to the love of the Father, um, knowing our true identity as beloved sons and daughters. And um, so, yeah, so that's very exciting to have the, uh, both the bishop, uh, Dr. Claire Tenneik, and then kind of experiencing the Mercy Night um, on Saturday night from 7 to 9 at the cathedral. So, and that's open to everybody that's, uh, that's in the area or wants to come down to the Cathedral of Our Lady Perpetual Help here in Rapid City. Um, for people who are interested, uh, just uh, Shauna, um, for this healing training <laughs> retreat experience on <laughs> Friday and Saturday, uh, where, where can they go to get more information and maybe register for that? All right, so we have registration up on the diocesan webpage, so rapidcitydiocese.org. Just right there on the front page, Healing Retreat, click on that link, takes you right to the registration page. Um, and there's also a schedule there, a little bit about Dr. Tenike, if you want to learn about her. Um, just And we're, we'd welcome registrations all the way up. Like, just please just come. Uh, however, we are catered lunch, and, and we did give numbers already to the caterer. So we may not be able to guarantee you lunch, but we'll give you plenty of time to go get lunch if you want to come. Um, yeah, and if we have some that can't come because of the weather, you know, it'll all work out. God will make it work. So, it'll all yeah, work just, out. If you're willing to be flexible, come. Yeah. And the we'll Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City up on the hill by Monument Health, the hospital up there. So uh, doors are open. Come on in for... Which doors are open? Yeah, that's really good. You know, if you do come to the cathedral, there's some uh, major construction going on as we uh, add a, a new hall to the south side. So the main doors on uh, 5th Street, onto the east side uh, facing 5th Street, those are wide open. And the north door, the north door on the side street, that's open. Otherwise, it's hard to get in. It's hard to get in. <laughs> and, and there's parking. Some parking, but if you run, if we run a parking around the church, we can park at the school across the street. You can use park the across the street, yeah. use the crosswalk. There's plenty of parking, but yeah, there's a little bit uh, of a challenge there. Um, and yeah, no, it's really exciting. Open wide the doors to Christ is something that my parishioners really want me to do. And, <laughs> All of the doors. <laughs> so uh, we've been talking with uh, Shauna Hanson, point person at the Diocese of Rapid City for the Eucharistic Revival. We have this uh, healing um, retreat and training coming up here at the cathedral this weekend for one, the year. Yeah, one last detail we should say. If you're coming from outside of Rapid City and you need lodging, you are welcome to stay at Terra Sancta Retreat Center for, the, for lodging. 
and then come back over to the cathedral for Saturday morning. Well, very good. Well, thank you, Shauna, for all the work that you're doing, your committee's doing. We're excited about where this movement's uh, going here in the Diocese of Rapid City. We're going to kick this over to Aaron for some uh, promos. On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your host will be Mark Holcraft out of our Fargo studio. He'll be speaking with Troy Mattern, Kyle Emanuel, and Chris Taylors for a special sports episode. They will be discussing how faith is intersected with each of their careers playing football. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Well, thank you again for joining us, Real Presence Radio Live. It's nice to have this happening in Rapid City. Thank you, Father Brian Christensen, for joining us. Uh, it's been a great show. Lots of, We learned a lot today. Yeah, you know, uh, just uh, beginning, uh, you know, with all with uh, Patrick McGuire from uh, Fargo and his music ministry. And, and again, tying into the movement uh, that the bishops have uh, instigated and promoted with regard to Eucharistic revival, that they're going to have that great encounter up there in Fargo uh, coming up on Sunday. Here in Rapid City, um, the wonderful uh, retreat uh, and training on healing in the context of the Eucharistic revival, preparing for Mercy Nights, experiencing God's healing. Um, sisters' work, Sister Irene O'Neill and uh, the work of those sisters worldwide, 190 different nations, just fantastic and then of course visiting with uh, our own sister Sarah Kowal and the the retreat that's coming up for Lent here in March. I mean God's doing great things across our region and our listening area. It's true. It's true. We just have to open up our hearts and uh, open up our web browser and get signed up, log in, check out what's happening, and uh, and get registered and plugged into these amazing opportunities. I would say don't be too busy this Lent. I mean, mm. let God do something. And, and it really is. We have to let go. I think that's the fasting. Maybe fasting from the normal activities, the normal television, normal running around. Can, you, can we drop those for a couple of days and take advantage of these things in Fargo and Sioux Falls and Twin Cities and Rapid City, wherever, wherever you are, the Lord is inviting you, inviting you into, into his life, his program. Let him direct you. I was saying this morning at Mass, if, you know, there's always those uh, bumper stickers you see sometimes that used to see God is my co-pilot. So if God's your co-pilot, you should change seats. <laughs> he should <laughs> That's be your dangerous. pilot. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah, God needs to be the pilot. And he needs to be directing the show here. So this Lent, make him your pilot. Well, I feel like God has been directing this show. Thank you, Father Christensen, for uh, joining us this morning. And uh, it's just been a great opportunity to, again, hear all those beautiful things happening. And thank you to our listeners and Real Presence Radio Live. We're excited to uh, continue to listen and and, uh, see where the Lord is moving us. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.